Hello, <clears throat> my name is Father Ed Feliski from the San Alfonso Retreat House in Long Branch, New Jersey. Today is August 29th, and today the church celebrates the passion of St. John the Baptist. And so I'd like to begin with today's gospel reading. This is taken from the gospel uh, of St. Mark, chapter 6, verses 17 to 29. Herod was the one who had John the Baptist arrested and bound in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip, whom he had married. John had said to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Herodias harbored a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but was unable to do so. Herod feared John, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man and kept him in custody. When he heard him speak, he was very much perplexed, yet he liked to listen to him. She had an opportunity one day when Herod, on his birthday, gave a banquet for his courtiers, his military officers, and the leading men of Galilee. Herodias' own daughter came in and performed a dance that delighted Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, Ask of me whatever you wish, and I will grant it to you. He even swore many things to her. I will grant you whatever you ask of me, even to half of my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What shall I ask for? She replied, The head of John the Baptist. The girl hurried back to the king's presence and made her request. I want you to give me at once on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was deeply distressed, but because of his oaths and the guests, he did not wish to break his word to her. So he promptly dispatched an executioner with orders to bring back his head. He went off and beheaded him in the prison. He brought in the head on a platter and gave it to the girl. The girl in turn gave it to her mother when his disciples heard about it, they came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The Gospel of the Lord. This story has all the makings of a classic bestseller. We have villains and heroes. We have the abuse of power. We have jealousy. We have sex and murder. We have scandal of every kind. So let us count the ways. First of all, let's look at the characters in this story. The marriage tangles of the Herod family are so incredible and so complicated that they almost are impossible to work out. But it's worth the effort so that we can understand just who these people are. When Jesus was born on that first Christmas day, Herod the Great was king. He was the father of the Herod in today's gospel story. Herod the Great was the one who had the holy innocents murdered when he found out from the visiting magi that the newborn king was to be born as they followed his star. Well, once we understand who Herod the Great was, it's not too hard to understand how he could make such a brutal decree. 
Herod the Great, he was given that name because he did a lot of building. He built bridges and roads. So he was considered great in that sense. Uh, Herod the Great was married several times. Towards the end of his life, he became almost insanely suspicious. And he murdered member after member of his own family. There was a Jewish saying that, quote, it was safer to be Herod's pig than one of his sons, end quote. First, Herod the Great married Doris, by whom he had a son named Antipater, whom Herod murdered. Then, secondly, he married another woman by the name of Mariamna, the Hasmonean, by whom he had two more sons, Alexander and Aristobulus, I guess it's pronounced Aristobulus, whom he also murdered. Herodias, the villainess of today's story, was the daughter of the murdered Aristobulus. Sorry, that's hard to pronounce. Herod the Great then married another woman who also had the same name, Mariamna, called the Bothusian. By her, he had another son, who he called Herod Philip. Herod Philip married Herodias, the daughter of his half-brother, the murdered Ariastobulus, and who was therefore his own niece. By Herodias, Herod Philip had a daughter named Salome, the very girl who danced in today's gospel story. Herod the Great then married another woman named Malfaki, whom he ha- with whom he had two more sons, Archelaus and Herod Antipas, who is the Herod of today's gospel passage, the ruler of Galilee. Herod Antipas visited his brother Herod Philip in Rome, where he seduced his wife Herodias and persuaded her to leave her husband Herod Philip and marry him. And finally, Herod the Great married Cleopatra of Jerusalem, by whom he had a son called Philip the Tetrarch. This Philip married Salome, who was at the same time the daughter of Herod Philip, his half-brother, and the daughter of Herodias, who herself was the daughter of Aristobulus, another of his half-brothers. So Salome was both his niece and his grandniece. Are you with me so far? It's kind of crazy stuff. So let's note who Herodias was. She was the daughter of Herod Antipas's half-brother, the murdered Aristobulus, and therefore his niece. She was also the former wife of his other half-brother, Herod Philip, and therefore his sister-in-law. Salome, the daughter of Herodias and Herod Philip, was invited to dance at the birthday of Herod Antipas. Solo dances in those days in such society were disgusting and licentious pantomimes. That a princess of the royal blood should so expose and demean herself is beyond belief, because such dances were the art of professional prostitutes. The very fact that she did this is a grim grim commentary on the character of Salome 
and on her mother Herodias, who allowed and encouraged her to do so. By marrying Herodias, his brother's wife, Herod Antipas had broken the Jewish law and had outraged the laws of decency and of morality. Because of this, this adulterous marriage, John the Baptist had publicly rebuked him. It took tremendous courage to rebuke in public an oriental despot who had the power of life and death, but that's exactly the kind of courage that John the Baptist had. John the Baptist stands as our hero, the man of courage who preferred death to falsehood. He lived for the truth and he died for the truth. And so he stands as a beacon for all of us who hope to do the same. And so we remember John the Baptist today and we pray in thanksgiving for the witness of his life. And we pray that he will intercede so that we too can have the courage to fight for the truth. May you have a wonderful day, and may God continue to bless you.